you are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia, Carolyn, the bookworm, Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Okay, hello listeners. Welcome to another episode of Mostly Murder, but Sometimes Not. I am hosting today's episode. Um, I am Carrie. I am here with my three siblings, and I'll let them introduce themselves. I'm Katie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Mac. Great. Good job. We are here. We oh my are god, here. thank you. Alright, so what, what we nice? are doing today, um, we're doing Veronica Mars, um, the pilot episode. I forgot to look up the year that it came out, but whatevs. 2004. It's... What? Yes, because it's wow. my senior year of high school. I remember. Okay. So it started. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Veronica Mars is a neo-noir teen detective drama. And the first episode goes thusly. We open with a pithy narration of teenage detective Veronica Mars, who gives us the lay of the land in Neptune, California. The class divide is large and looms beneath everything in the town. Eight-ish months prior to current day, Veronica was dating golden boy Duncan Kane. Lily Kane was her best friend, and movie star son Logan was dating Lily. Then Duncan mysteriously shuns Veronica and Lily is murdered. Keith Mars, the sheriff, accuses Jake Kane and is then recalled in an emergency election. Another man is found guilty of the crime. Leanne Mars, Veronica's mom, leaves town after the family's fall from grace. Now Keith is a private investigator, though Veronica helps him cover his cases. In this episode, Veronica befriends Wallace, a new in-town kid who ran afoul of the local teen biker gang and got duct-taped up to the flagpole at school. Veronica helps him get good with the bikers by arranging an evidence swap at the sheriff's office, taped evidence of two bikers stealing for taped evidence of an exotic dancer trading favors with deputies for leniency on IDs at their club, therefore solving another case brought to Mars Investigations. Meanwhile, Celeste Kane hires Keith to follow her husband, Jake. When Veronica does and gets pictures of him meeting a mysterious woman at a local motel, including the license plates in the parking lot, when she gives these to her dad, he does an about-face and tells her to stay away from the case. Veronica follows up on the plate herself and finds out it belongs to her missing mother. We leave her outside the motel room door, waiting to see who is revealed after her knock. Um, so who else has seen Veronica Mars before? Full series. Wait, no, not season four. Okay. Katie? Never. Never, Maddie? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen literally everything. All the series, including four and the movie. Cool. Is four like the recent one? Yes. So what happens... Uh, what happened with the show? So the first three seasons came out, 
I think it was either the first two on UPN and then the third on the CW or it was the second and third on the CW. There was like the transition in there somewhere. Um, So the three came out, then it was canceled. And then um, there was a Kickstarter for the movie. Um, It was the goal was met in 10 hours, the goal of two million dollars. It broke several records, and it was the site's largest successful film project. So the movie came after the three seasons. It was kickstarted. It was like 10 years later or something. Yeah. Um, I literally it, remember giving money to do yeah, we Yeah. Uh, we gave money, and then we went to go see it in the theater together. Yeah, we did. Um, and then Hulu released the fourth season in like 2018 or 2019. I think it was 2019. And then there's not going to be any more, probably. Probably. Yeah. I didn't think 4 was bad, but it it did kind of like, it was a self-contained thing. Yeah, I didn't love it. (laughs) No? No, I mean, like, I liked... We never talked about it, actually. I liked the Veronica Mars of it all, but, like, I felt like the end was a little cheap. I don't remember the end and don't tell people, but yeah, I think I might well, watch it. Yeah, it's I know. really good. That's what I, I feel like I've suddenly been cut off at the head because now I'm like, so much of the discussion of what I have over the first episode is with what we learn through Later the first on. three seasons. Yeah. So now I'm I'm just over here like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I know what that's from. Oh, wait until that's figured out. And then I'm over here like, God damn it! Ah. I just finished Lucifer, which I've been watching while I work. And I did kind of start Murder, She Wrote, but there's so much Murder, She Wrote that I want to break it up. I think I'm going to just watch Veronica Mars again. I like, just did which, a rewatch. Which, as everybody knows, the is the perfect midpoint between Lucifer and Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, am I female- wrong? Female detectives or female investigators. Cynical view of yeah. the world. Female investigators. Small town. Family. Family. Family Family's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be interesting to talk about all this without revealing anything past this episode. Right. We we can do a few things. We can always yeah. just tell no, Maddie no. to take off her headphones. Maddie, you're watching it. And I think it's... Oh, I mean, I I don't know if you understand how uncommitted i am to actually watching it <laughs> you're like you i would really th- i would like this show and then five I years would later you're like oh, like the show it. yeah i'm on zero timeline for anything Basically, in my life me with my promise to uh get a snapchat <laughs> <laughs> yeah it you seems really interesting yet. i'll check it out i do have one i have not used it i know uh, you're gonna have the most incredible backlog of the most random Snapchats. Wait, from me. do they do they can keep? You, I thought they went away after like a day. Only if you look at them. No, only if if they're sent directly to you, they will stay there until you watch it. I can't Forever wait to s- and ever. I can't wait to see a a, a six year backlog of fucking memes and outrage. It's you can record your screen. I have I res- some incredible Snapchats. I, I, whenever I get a Snapchat from Maddie, I record it because I never know if it's really be gold. My phone is or too just old. something so random. My phone is too old for screen recording because I did look into it. 
specifically for Maddie's Snapchats. <laughs> wow, I I thought I was talking a big game, but weirdest thing technological Thank limits. You. I can't save You're anything welcome. you send me. I can't decide, Maddie, if you would become the most ridiculous TikToker or like you'd have two followers. But I think it would be either or. Yeah, nothing. Like, you, can't you would both. have like a couple hundred thousand or like two, you know? No, I feel like if Maddie posted consistently, she could get a lot, but she would just get too bored. And that's, that's why she wouldn't wow, get drag it. me. I feel like you Maddie just... would make quality content once every two years and then not really no. make anything after. No, think I about mean, the shit she and her friends used to get up to, and if they had had TikTok as a thing at the time. Oh, okay. If we're talking teenage Maddie, TikTok star all the way. Well, you did not this old busted, broken down <laughs> bitch. No, no. Now Maddie calls her shots, Only and she's incredibly young. hilarious. <laughs> Maddie wouldn't Once make low quality content at any point, True. but she would only make content every so often. And thing. unfortunately, we have learned the key to that or social media stuff is consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Algorithms, that baby. Not, uh, not me. TikTok's all about the algorithm. Anyway, so I think we can spoil some stuff here, but if it's going to be anything big, we just tell Maddie to take off her headphones and then we signal her to put them back yeah. on. So we can't talk about how she's actually descended from the god Mars. No. Ah, Definitely fuck. don't do that. Ah, God. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be cool. I mean, if she does live in Neptune. Percy Jackson so. bullshit. I mean, the, the scene where she start, like realizes she can shoot lava from her hands just changes the whole show up. Ugh, man. I mean, up until the point where it becomes just igneous rock. <laughs> That's and not where, the best. And where her dog just sprouts two other heads. That would be cool as hell. That would be fucking like amazing. That was a good dog. Some backup Cerberus. Yeah. I do. Okay, let's right get here. back to the show. I do remember. This is so weird, but like, this is in the time of twenty-two to twenty-three episode seasons, mm-hmm. and I remember there being a lot of stretched out stuff. Yes, like but so much so that season sorry. one and two have an overarching mystery. Season three has like several like multi-episode mysteries and um that might be why it was less um critically acclaimed less i think three three they they decided to do two major mysteries but not have them overlap yeah because i think because during the second season people kind of complained that it took literally forever for them to find out the big mystery yeah and then but then season three a, she goes to college, so it's like when Buffy goes to college and it's finding its footing again. Yeah. Yeah. And B, the mis- like the first mystery gets solved halfway through. I can't remember the second mystery. I remember the first one is the the serial rapist yeah. on campus. But I don't remember oh, the second right. one. Is the first season's big mystery the death of Lily? Yes. 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 Okay. I think we can safely say that the person who was arrested and is currently in jail is not the guilty person. Uh, yeah. I kind of got that. I'm just saying, yeah. I hope this show, this Wait, pilot made that up. So he didn't murder her for the shoes? <laughs> no. Oh, he was murdered her. They supposedly murdered her as revenge against her dad because her dad fired the guy. Right before the company made bank. And they found her shoes in his boat or in his trailer. In his houseboat. Yeah. 
Okay. Because that's how you so, represent somebody's life has gone downhill, is you say, look at this guy <laughs> in his houseboat. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I'd take a houseboat. Okay. Love a houseboat. Do you know money? Yeah, how many canal that. boats I have seen on London canals that I'm like, <sighs> There's, no, no. A, a sitting U.S. senator currently lives on a houseboat. Oh, and yeah. So I don't think we can say that. Well, I we think can. we should. What? People who that, live in a houseboat. Like, yeah, that if you live in a houseboat, your life is down on your hill. luck. Oh, well, yeah. He's not on a houseboat, Carrie. He's more like on a house yacht. Yeah. The London canal boats, as Katie was saying. It's not it one is of definitely those. not a canal boat. Come to think of it, actually, a houseboat is the only form of housing that can pretty much guarantee it won't be ruined by rising sea levels. I'm pretty sure, like, hurricanes or some sort of other water disaster could I take never care said of it can't. I never said it's climate change proof. I said it's rising sea level proof. Okay. If okay. anything, you can move further inland. I mean, I was thinking that hurricanes, also rocks. I don't know if you've seen Pete's Dragon recently like I have, but rocks are dangerous. So wow! Ooh, quick trivia question: uh, What's the name of that dragon? Elliot. Elliot. Damn! Thought I'd get you with that one. Matt, oh, I literally oh, just oh. told you I watched the movie within the last like month. I know, but that's just something that people don't usually get. You show them that, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's the dragon." I don't know why it's a comfort movie to me because it it definitely involves child slavery and terrible jokes, but it just is a comfort movie, and I love because it because everything ends up all right in the end, Katie. And because I do love the coastal Maine vibe, and and Jim Dale is just delightful, and so yeah. is was it Red Buttons and Mickey Rooney? Everyone's delightful. Anyway. Maddie, one thing you can do if you watch this show is keep an eye out for all of the delightful guest stars. Oh, True. yeah. Um, Amanda Seyfried. I wasn't expecting her. Did yeah. they know I think she was, was her first big thing? Go ahead, Mac. Yeah, okay. So I didn't know if they knew Amanda Seyfried would become as big of a star as she was when the first episode came around. Because well, on one hand, not. on one hand, she was very young in her career, but on the other hand, this is exactly what they would do if they could get a celebrity for one episode. Is it like milk it dry by just being like, I don't fucking know. We got a big A-list celebrity in the first episode and that's all we needed to pay them for. But since we got the rights to their image, we can say like, oh, I feel so sad that we lost Chris Evans in episode one. But we can keep showing his image throughout the entire season. How dare you? I was like, I say, has that this. been done by like other shows before? I don't know. It seems like something that somebody should bank on. Just the whole notion of like, no, we only have to pay them for one episode. No, you have to pay anytime their image shows up. Really? Remember we talked about this? Oh no, we didn't talk about this. Well, there was no, we a story didn't. about Baby Driver where Baby Driver was watching The Office or Away We Go or some movie with John Krasinski and Edgar Wright had to get they basically had to get permission for John Krasinski's face to be in the movie, and Edgar Wright knew him, so he literally contacted him directly. Well, Sent him a text. Hey, can I put your like, face in my movie? They have nothing to do with each other. If they have footage of some, like, if you have Amanda Seyfried in episode one, and you have this footage of her, you can use it throughout 
your show, I'm pretty but sure. But wouldn't she still have to get paid for appearing in the episode, even though she didn't if, physically appear? If they filmed new stuff, maybe. Interesting. Hmm. I don't, we're not talking about copyright law here, Katie. <laughs> we I, I kind of want to, actually, come to think of it. Because if somebody, if somebody stars in, a, in an episode, and then they die, and then they just have that photo of them that they show to be like, be sad, Amanda Seyfried is dead. Do they have to pay her every time the photo but comes up? I think they established with this pilot. A lot of story is told in flashbacks with very blue tint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The past it's supposed is supposed to blue. represent the loss of Veronica's innocence. Oh, is it? Yeah, everybody yeah. knows to do that. Everybody knows tint is how it's you crazy. can tell so much stuff. Blurry yeah. tint is how you can tell if somebody's drunk. Blue tint is how you can tell something's going on in the past. And according to Breaking Bad, brown tint is Mexico. <laughs> according to everything in Hollywood, brown tint is Mexico. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie, I interrupted you. Yeah, Maddie, I agree. This show is aggressively 2004. Yeah. Especially in the fact that every young woman woman is like, like, what kind of crazy storyline can we come up with? Oh, she's going to be sexually assaulted. She's going to be date raped. It's going to be like it happens, unfortunately, a lot in this show. And Um, I feel like. I want to, well, Maddie, I want you to talk about it because the three of us knew it was coming and knew what had happened. Yeah, I, it just kind of seems like weird seeing it now. It kind of feels like they don't really do that for shock factor so much anymore, or maybe that's just not the shows I'm watching. Um, But it kind of felt like something that was a little bit dated almost. Like, to use that concept. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in order to make this character, like, more gritty and real, we have to have her sexually assaulted. It was. It's very much like a Quentin Tarantino situation where it's like, if you want a female protagonist, she's got to have some heinous shit happen to her. I think it's also, like, we do live in a more... (sighs) I don't want to date. Them. We do live technically in a more evolved world, Woke. right? Woke world. Woke. So more Woke. women a are aware of how date rape happens and can do work to prevent it, even though it doesn't. Obviously, it still happens. And obviously, it's not their and responsibility B, to do that, <laughs> right? We've learned that these storylines are like people are. Some people are think are coming up with more complex storylines. Although, I mean, like I said, I don't watch any mass media. Like, I don't watch any show that's, like, weekly on CBS. Like, Yes, you do. What do I watch? Ghosts. No, but I mean, like, okay, that's like a... That is that's literally a weekly show that comes out on CBS. I'm thinking more shows like <laughs> <laughs> NCIS and Blue Blood. I'm talking about crime shows, Carrie. Okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> I know. But I'm talking about, like... Shows that would that have, you know, 20, 25 episode orders that's like SEAL Team and NCIS and like the ones that solve crime. Though maybe they do have lots of stuff with this, but we just don't aren't aware of it. But I don't think teen shows have a lot of this in there. I think a lot of teen shows now. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not well, a teen. You know, there's okay. they won't, I feel like they wouldn't focus on it as like a this is what she's about. If they, Riverdale's um, taught me anything, I think teen shows have pretty much just stopped fucking caring. 
What are we at? Time travel now? Uh, I, I think so. And superpowers. We're not going to go into it. But Rob Zombie. <laughs> the Riverdale uh, summarization did, show. Um, he wanted to pitch this to, like, I think, like, Showtime or Start, like, some, like, more um, adult, like. Cable channel? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I need to pause you right there. Rob Zombie? Not that Rob Zombie. Right? That's that's who did this, right? Like, I'm there, not. Rob no, I'm remembering. It's Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas. Okay. <laughs> I was about to be like, <laughs> Veronica Mars from the makers but, of El Superbisto. But there is also a Rob Thomas who is in Matchbox 20, and this is not I was that Rob say, Thomas. I was that's thinking the, okay, of that's that, where that. That's, I think, what you're thinking of, Carrie. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I, I know that song by there. him. Okay, yes, Rob Thomas. That's I because I remember seeing him on like VH1 or something, but like not that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What song am I thinking by Rob Thomas? What? There's like one like just Rob Thomas song that I had on like one of my first iPods. Yes, um, I know what you're talking about because that's the music video that I would see on VH1. But anyway, I want. I'm still. I'm going back to the guest stars because there are some wild guest stars on here. Yeah. If you continue watching the show, you will see uh, Tessa Thompson becomes a recurring character. Oh Max God. Greenfield from New Girl becomes a recurring character. Jessica Chastain is a guest star. Adam Scott. Allison Hannigan, you see a lot. Oh. Charisma Carpenter, Wait. you see a lot. Wait, who was Allison Hannigan? Logan's sister. Oh, yeah. Wow. Huh. Yes. You will also see Army Hammer, Paul Rudd, Michael Sarah, um, Aaliyah Shawcott, Paris Hilton, Jane Lynch, Ryder Strong, Zachary <laughs> Ty Bryan, oh. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, huh? I remember Steve that. Gutenberg, Kristen Cavallari. The Goots. Like so Dang. many people. Like that's not even all of it. There are a lot more people who you will recognize in this, but it's really fun. Um, Ever the Kevin Same Smith. is the song by Rob Thomas. Okay, thank you. Forever what is it? With me, and the, I don't know if you guys uh, ever the same. noticed it, but That's there right. was a famous voice actor in this episode that we watched. He was the what? lawyer, uh, and he voiced yes. Cosmo from... Uh, uh, I was like, why yeah. do I know him slash recognize his voice? Fairly odd thank you. Yeah, Cosmo. I wrote down, like, literally... He has such a P.I. voice actor-y voice. I and I had him. forgotten yeah. he was Cosmo. Because I feel like and he did he's... other, like, lots of other things, too. Like, in Fairly Odd Parents. Just, like, sits on the chair and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, somehow all of these things get solved, even though your dad's gone all the time. And let me just leave this file open on your desk and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> like, that is you a know he's... girl. <laughs> you know he's cool because he calls her a V. Oh, hey, yeah. v. These are v. these are my people, V. Like it's very. I can't hear that name without thinking of cyberpunk anymore. I have been. Yeah, that I, makes me think of. Um, I was gonna say guys. nobody knows what you're talking about. The boys, maybe compound V or what? Isn't that what they called True Blood? The... That's what I'm. That's oh, yeah. what I was thinking. Was just the yeah. uh, V is the V vampire v the blood drug. Yeah, and there's Hep V. Happy, yeah. <laughs> True Blood was one of the other shows I thought about rewatching while I was working because 
Carrie, I remember a couple years ago you rewatched it and the amount of screenshot or like text you sent me of like, remember this nonsense? Did I yes. tell you like, that I'm watching it now? Like, no. Yeah, Tim and I are watching it for the first time. Huh. Well, I've, I've seen it. Tim has not. Okay. Yeah. Where I totally you? forgot about all Season the fairy four. stuff. Yeah. Like, well, they put like a fairy stuff in like one episode, which is weird. They kind of, There's a whole thing in the book. Books. Yeah. And it's like they summarized it in one episode and then never mentioned again. No, but isn't there stuff with her family? And like stuff, I don't know. I just remember it more in later seasons. Carrie's a text. I I can't remember why I was back that far in WhatsApp or whatever, but I was looking at something, and you were just like, "This is stupid." (laughs) This is yeah, yeah, like whatever they do is just the most ridiculous. Like I can't believe that they do this. Yeah, like ugh. Remember Billith? Oh, I forgot about yes. that. I haven't gotten to that yet. Ugh. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway, Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Oh, weird. Okay. The character. What do we think about her? What do we... What? How do we feel about Veronica? Weird to see a tiny Kristen Bell. It's very cool, she's though. Tiny. She's I know, but so she's good. tinier yeah. here. She's, she's younger. Yeah. She's, she's not tinier. I think she's tinier. She's baby I think her, her hair is making you think that does kind of like change like how like you perceive her for sure or maybe she's just like acting really well kind of like in her flashbacks versus present day she like seems like a different person maybe it's the whole like she had longer hair back in the flashbacks so that's generally seen as you know more lackadaisical meanwhile you get further cutting off your hair is often represented in media as I'm getting real now. I'm getting ready for something tougher. You know, the whole move or on. Or this is a mental breakdown that I'm having. Or a mental <laughs> breakdown. That can also be it. Yeah. What is a mental breakdown if not preparing for a much crazier world? I kind of wondered um, if there was going to be a scene where she like chopped all of her hair off. I'm really glad they don't do that. That's yeah. such like an overused trope. It is. I, I was like, I don't think there is, but I don't remember. No, there's not. As okay. far as I can tell as far as i remember but she is like one of the things i love about her is she's so like sassy and like clever you know clever one of she my... can see like three steps ahead one of my favorite insults i've ever heard on a tv show was from her it was during the episode where she was looking into like the uh missing dog and some dude was like making fun of the girl whose dog was missing. And she just walked up and she's like, if I want to hear you talk, I'll wave a snossage under your mouth and, sell- and shout speak. <laughs> it just seems so like, it, it just seems so sharp at that moment. And uh, I don't know, it seemed to shut the guy up, which feels empowering. But then you'll remember it's a TV show. It's a very like yeah. Buffy kind of quippy, fast paced, like clever yeah. kind of um insult I, yes i was trying to decide i was also getting a little bit of buffy vibes but i think it's just because it was on at the same time on the same network and they're both and in it, southern california and they're both yeah, like blonde blondes. girls yeah yeah but i don't know it the high school itself also was just giving like because we're from the michigan and we don't usually go outside and eat dinner on these big giant open spaces of or lunch. Like we don't have 
our cafeterias some, aren't outside. Some places have like outside eating options. I I know, but I don't think that's common. And so watching this in the high school and everyone's outside reminded me of like Clueless and Buffy or even like the Mediator series where they're like Ugh, yeah. Yeah. hallways are outside and you're like, what? Maybe you're just thinking that because at our school, we never did that. I mean, I think I'm yeah. just jealous, to be honest. I Speaking think that's the of main things thing. that I don't remember happening at our school, my my memory of high school is usually pretty fuzzy. Maybe repression. Maybe I just don't care. Did we luck out on the whole locker search thing? Or did that happen, but like we were all just a bunch of... No, it of, happened. I we're think just if, squares. If there was a... Re- like. A re- uh, reason to search someone's locker, like if they suspected something, they would open it up. I know for um, a fact no. that it happened. Yeah, and I'll leave same. it there. Oh, okay. I'll, I know for a fact they also found stuff. So, oh, I thought it was yeah, yours. No, 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 it wasn't my locker. Um, but anyway, ooh, that sounds like some high school drama. I like. Yeah, it was a drama at the time, and now I'm like, oh, it's fucking, it doesn't matter. Anyway. anyway. It's, it's it's like when you hear, like, oh, man, like, Jennifer got expelled for having weed, and now we're just <laughs> over here just kind of like, I'm fucking, there's a THC store on my corner. I don't give a shit. I do think <laughs> there's something to be said about young people using stuff that alters your brain chemistry. Yeah, I know. But- okay. Hey, if you're a teenager and you're listening to this. First things first, the universe must have twisted itself in some very strange ways. We are a bunch of aging millennials. Second <laughs> thing, second, um, wait until you're like 20, 25-ish to, to do weed. What's I would that say safer? 25. To do weed. To do the weed. Wait, to I think do the weed, kids. Your brain is fully, de- is fully developed at 26, I think I read. And then tens. there's a steep decline from there. <laughs> it's just that's when it peaks. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would like to actually segue into. Okay. I think one thing I like about Veronica, but is also kind of unfortunate, is like her experiences as the daughter of the sheriff, but not being rich, but hanging out with the rich kids, and then being date raped, and then having fucking Don Lamb the sheriff attack like i forgot how much i viscerally hate him and how much he represents what law enforcement actually is like but i what i enjoy about that is like her not her final breaking point but just the point where her interactions with authority i think she's just lost all respect she says in the end the only person she trusted is her dad and now she can't really that's also been tainted and I think that experience, you see it in her interactions with the principal, even with her interactions with the lawyer. And yeah. like, Veronica learned at a young age that authorities are shitty. Yeah. And you and don't adults, have to respect them. Adults she, suck. She learned in high school, most of us, well, what most, you know, white middle class kids had to learn in college. Or yeah. later. Some people never learn it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, they're looking out for you, right? Like, she knows, like, the random locker searches aren't random. She knows how to, like, push the button. How does I mean, she know? That's what I, like, want to know. How does she know that which lockers are going to get searched? If I remember correctly, I think it's her hookup at the police department. But, like, do the police show up at the locker searches? 
Uh, yeah, they do, the actually. sheriff. The, here's, the the, here's the other thing that oh. I wanted to bring up. Because remember, so, she, she taught the dog. She was like, hey, down dog, or whatever the dog's name is. Buster, and the dog listened. I wrote down dog. <laughs> so here's my here's my thing that I wanted to bring up. So the bong was found in that rich kid's locker. First of all, he wouldn't get in trouble for that. Second thing, second, it would get seized by the police and wind up in evidence lockup on the same yes. day? Yeah. The deputy was there with the dog. The dog barked at the locker. The locker clearly had a bong in it, which is paraphernalia. So the police would have taken it back. I agree with you in theory that a rich kid wouldn't have gotten in trouble. But... Well, he got in trouble with his parents. Right. Not the law. He wasn't allowed to drive his car anymore. My T-Bird. My daddy took my T-Bird away. I hate that we eventually learned to like him, kind of. I know. I have complicated Mm. feelings about Logan. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he, he had a complicated life. Wow. <laughs> but okay, no, can I did, like you would be Carrie fully, and Mac. You would be fully justified in both loving him and hating him. Like that would be totally fine. That was my thing. I was like without getting into specifics, he's his life has been crazy and it gets crazier. And but and so like there are reasons for his behavior and whatever. But on the other hand, I'm like, there's other people who've had similar lives and they're not a shitty asshole. So yep. it just watching him in this episode, I was like, man, what an asshole, <laughs> like breaking her car because she got him in trouble. And it's because he I mean, he literally is verbally attacking her about her mom. Like, leave, yeah. like, yeah, I'm I'm going to bring up some of the like moral ambiguities about the show that I like, but it's going to be speaking about specific aspects of one of the mysteries in season three. So Maddie, if you care at all, I'll wave when I'm done. If you don't, yes, I'll will just keep going. Take my thing down. We'll see. Alright, cool. So she did. what I like about the show is that it shows the difference that like bad things can happen to people and you can want to help them, but they can also still be part of bad systems. So one of my favorite things is Amanda Seyfried's dad, uh, Mr. Kane. Uh, he is genuinely a victim in the show, even though he is covering up what he thinks happened. And yeah. like his daughter was genuinely murdered by his best friend. And even at the end of the second season, uh, you start realizing like at the end of the second season, when the actor gets away with it, legally speaking, you can't help but feel a little bit of vindication when you watch Mr. Kane, a man whose daughter uh, this guy killed, this actor killed, kind of circling around and having him killed. Like, the notion of a father getting revenge for his daughter, that's kind of vindicating, especially when you know that asshole would have gotten away otherwise. So that's where you're on Mr. Kane's side, at least to some extent. Yeah. What I like is that it also twists it around at the end of season three. Veronica is trying to find out about this weird, like, like, not masochist. What is it called when it's just like men centric? Not, not masochism. What is it? 
Misogyny? Misogynistic. This misogynistic, like, power structure that they have in place, where they not only bring in, like, promising young men, but also blackmail those promising young men into, like, keeping the fold and, you know, maintaining the secrecy of this organization, you know? Where they take them into a room and they force them to be like, okay, yeah, you can't let any women in our club, even if you want to, or else we're gonna, like, tell about the time when your, like, uncle murdered somebody or something. I did like that because it was the nuance that even good-intentioned men getting into systems that are, you know, man-centric, even ones with good intention aren't allowed to be good people. Good people can't really exist all that well in bad systems. But what I like about that is that they show one of the people heading this organization is Mr. Kane. Yeah. A man can be a fully justifiable figure and a victim in one respect, i.e. the death of his daughter at the hands of his friend, and yet you can still hate him because of a position he takes in a a power structure that he occupies elsewise. You can say to a guy, I support you in one respect, but also you're a complete fucking asshole in this other one. Yeah. It's complicated. And Maddie's back. That was a discussion. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's just another example of people are patriarchy complicated and that you can. I do like that Mac. You said that someone can be good in one situation and bad in another, and there's a whole reason behind it. And Um, the whole notion of like it's like bad systems will try to prevent the good people from within them from making change. Yeah. Yeah, you can exist within a system and do all you can we're good and it still will turn out bad because you're in a like, bad system let's talk it's... about the sheriff or the original yes yeah. Keith guy, Mars. In, um oh no not the original is the new sheriff um in weeds no he but brother? he does look like he that does guy. look a lot like that guy from weeds. he looks like justin what's his face is he um, in other things i didn't look i, th- um, I think so don lamb was in uh soaps he was in soaps and see that. I'm gonna look him up. No, like soap operas. Yeah. Oh. I was like, soaps. I've never heard of soaps before. <laughs> no, it not sounds the... like a show that would exist, though. The genre. It does sound like a show that would exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Wasn't Soap Dish about soap opera actors? Yes, but yeah. that was a movie in yeah. the 80s. Oh. Um, I think we should talk about. So. Th- the episode introduces like twelve mysteries. Yes, I wrote them down. <laughs> Please, yeah. okay, I did too, but I would like you to hear them from you. Uh, well, there's Lily and her murder. There's Jake Kane, whatever he's doing. There's why the hack Duncan is like, oh, Veronica, I don't love you anymore. There's whoever assaulted um, Veronica. There's the m- mom coming back kind of and like why the dad is why keith is like hiding not looking into it anymore yeah yeah and then there's the um the case that cliff brought to veronica with uh what's her name loretta cancun cliff the lawyer yeah wow yeah and i think one of them isn't even solved until the end of season three there's also um, no the like who date raped her no i think we find out uh about that in maybe season two can i tell you i don't actually remember i, I think remember who 
It's safe to say, but she, can I say what happened? Yes. Um, nothing. She was roofied and nothing happened. That's somebody what I was remembering. Her. I was like, kind of wondering the, that. There no. was somebody who like brought her into the room and like almost, but then was caught, right? Uh, like, you, okay, Mac, what do you remember? Maddie headphones off for a hot second. No, she's this one. Remember during the court case of the actor when they brought up the fact that she had an STD? The Lily STD, had the which STD. Was, no, no, no. <gasps> Veronica had an oh, STD Veronica from that kid STD. that was molested. I don't think so. I will bet $5 that, you know... Actually, no. I'm not going to bet $5 because... I don't think that's how she... But she didn't get it from being assaulted. Didn't she Can we agree... Never mind. Like, we... Never mind. I was going to say, we should just cut this out from the episode. (laughs) Because if other other people want to watch it. Well, Katie, this came out so long ago. I know. I, I thought... I was on Carrie's impression that nothing actually happened because he got caught, but I don't remember who the he was. I was think it was Dick the one younger brother. Cassidy. Yeah. That's right. And he the doesn't get caught fever. until season two because he's the one... Isn't he the one who blew up the, the school bus? The, the, uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. And he was dating that girl, Mac. Right. That whole time. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why i said that girl mac okay uh all good oh wait never mind yeah you guys could just be talking shit about me the whole time and just be like i know we were yeah we there's a lot know. of discussion because we hold up uh, maddie could happened. you take your headphones off i forgot to talk <laughs> about your 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 butt face oh okay okay, okay. <laughs> butt face anyway um, yeah the mysteries in the show in this episode nothing really gets solved right nope. no no I mean, she deals with a problem. Yeah. Very um, ingeniously, I must say. The plan? The whole thing about planting the smoke bomb in the bong so it could get into the evidence locker so that the fire department would switch out the tapes. Is that not usual? Or is that like pretty standard for Veronica Mars? Like these like... That's pretty standard. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, She's, the and she also has a lot of. She also has a lot of, um. Cool relationships with people. Yeah. I mean, okay, this show is a like a traditional, PI story. It's just she's also a teenager in high school, so she's got Stephen, all these like. Stephen King has described it as Nancy Drew meets Philip Marlowe. I think you said that at the last episode too. <laughs> Did I? I think so. (laughs) I feel like like I've heard that before, but maybe it was out of recording. Okay. She she knows like Billy the firefighter who is willing to literally swap evidence for her. That's a crime. That is a crime. Yeah. She knows like corny in pottery class who's willing to make this bong for her. Anything for you. Which by the way, if a teenager made that bong well Gordon's done, a genius. I love him so much. Me too. <laughs> I think, yeah, I it did seem very like kind of that older type of show kind of thing. Yeah, it was that feel. And the I think obviously the voiceover helps with yeah. that vibe. And, and oh, the, the outfits. Oh, the outfits, you guys! 
It was so She was wearing 2000s. her watermelon shirt. Watermelon. Maddie, if you do watch the show, you will notice she's almost she's often wearing pinks and greens often together. And it's yes. like that's a that was like my wardrobe. <laughs> yep. That really the was fashion, the fashion in this really like I said, this aired when I was a senior in high school. So this was my high school like times and that guy who took a selfie with wallace with like a digital camera oh my like, god oh my god <laughs> wild chokers Honestly, i'm surprised cameras. there wasn't the a choker. 12 layers like i'm surprised there wasn't a scene where somebody like held their flip phone up to a radio so that way they could get a new ringtone <sighs> i mean i'm CDs not gonna say it doesn't and <laughs> yeah all that jazz Okay, do we want to go over notes? Can Let's I pray. talk about just one last thing? Yeah, hit us. Because she is a teenage PI, she's still a PI, but they have to kind of fit the PI-ness within what they have the world fit? of a teenager's. PI-ness. The PI-ness. <laughs> the PI-ness. <laughs> so there's like a whole subplot about a biker gang, right? And they're supposed to be cool and dangerous, they're all literal teenagers. These bikers yeah. cannot be older than, let's say, 18, maybe 19 if they've been held back. A teenage biker gang. <laughs> That's I do love that they actually address this later on. Like she she confronts this like teenage biker gang of a bunch of people. Their big crime was stealing some 40s from a gas station, which is what they had to address in this one. Later on, they have real gangs. Like, yeah. there's a scene, this isn't a spoiler, where, like, some guy holds Veronica Mars' head down and threatens to tattoo her face. Yeah. In, like, a, in like a, a gang bar. They're teenagers. I'm these just are all Irish. teenagers. How are these teenagers affording motorcycles? Thank you. That was my other yes. thing. These are there's not so the rich many. teenagers. These are How the hand-me-downs. Well, she's, she specifically says this is a town without a middle class. You have the rich people and the people who work for the rich people. But who are these? Maybe because their families are working for all the rich people that they can tool around on their motorcycles. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. They probably but, also have, like, gang-related activities, like stealing cars and selling drugs. Wasn't there like, stuff about them selling drugs in the first season? Probably. I think it was probably. drugs. But it... So, because Weevil shows up a lot more, Weevil becomes yes. part of their like, her like friend group. Well, not her friend group, but like a connection. He's a main character, yeah. and he doesn't Which hate is, her. I don't love how he is introduced to us. You guys, Weevil and Wallace had some problems in this episode that I did not remember. Yeah, what did Wallace do? He basically said like he said something. What did he say? He said something kind of sexist. At the end, me. yeah. He was like, you're actually oh, not baking. this mean. Come, on, Why don't you bake me something? And I'm like, Wallace? Yes. How could you? I really felt betrayed. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be like her cool friend. And you're like, you're actually not that mean and angry. Why don't you go bake me well, something? It, it is that thing where you like, you rewatch old stuff in the 2000s. And you're like, oh, idiocracy. You're actually for eugenics. Yeah. It's like. Kind of like, the whole thing with him, with that interchange, was that he's like, you're not really, like, a hard person. Like, you want to, like, bake stuff. And that's... I know. I feel like that could be a very 
gentle thing to do. Oh, no. That is insulting to both the soft people that can't bake and the hard people that, <laughs> and, like, the bakers that will murder I'm you. I'm a soft person. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I think An the connotations the of telling a woman to bake you something is, like, above the, like, I'm gonna call you a soft person in marshmallow inside. Yeah. I don't think he was telling her to. I think he was, like, the suggestion that she would want to. I guess I don't know the relationship. I, don't know. I do have a friend in college who would constantly shout at all the women to make him a sandwich. But then well, we would all yell a at him. friend. No, no, no. And then we would all yell at him. It was, like, a thing. It would never all actually right. happen. But still. But, yeah. You're right. That's This is that time. That's what happened. That's what... It, this is literally 2006 I'm talking about. And that was, that was like a funny joke. Yeah. Bad um, joke. Let's move on. And Weevil was racist and I didn't like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That but and then whatever. also said that he only wanted, he didn't want women to talk. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Matt, okay. Wait. Your notes. One last what? thing. You know what I want to discuss? What? what? The pianist. <laughs> <laughs> and where you know was what? It? She's a great PI, and I'm not gonna PIness. <laughs> There's a lot of PIness to love about this show. Yep, it's just my favorite it. part: I love- the PIness. <laughs> I love the PIness. It's a it's a really large part of the show. <laughs> really, really integral and important for yeah. the you rhythm know, of I the really, show. The PIness of the show really gets into the dark spaces of this, <laughs> and it's huge. Yep. All right, um, my notes. Um, I have one note. Um, I keep waiting Only for her one? to read minds. Oh, I thought I don't know why, but I thought that she could read Ooh. minds. I thought that was the point of the show. I think I might know why that is, and that what? is in Forgetting Sarah Marshall at the very end. It also stars Kristen Bell, and the joke is that she was in a criminal show where she can read the minds of pets. Oh my god, yes. Wow. Wow. I didn't Maddie. know that you could pull the subtext from my brain like that, Mac. <laughs> I've We shared a bedroom at one point in our lives. We are kin. Oh my oh god, god, my brain. I can't believe that you've just made that connection. <laughs> You're blowing amazing. my mind. <laughs> it was a, I only remember it because it also was from the mid-2000s, and it also had a very bad joke in the fake trailer. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I can't believe that that's why I thought that. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Veronica Mars, like, they're making fun of Veronica Mars and forgetting Sarah Marshall. And kind of, I suppose, right? I mean, genre. I think, the, yeah, yeah, a little but bit. The joke you is have that, to think um, of Veronica Mars because, yes, it's, Kristen because Bell. it's Kristen Bell. And yeah, she reads pets' minds. And in my <laughs> brain, was like, if they're making fun of it, in forgetting Sarah Marshall, it must be because she could read minds in the, <laughs> in the, the real Veronica Mars. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was just taking the piss out of the the like crime show uh, world in general, rightfully so. Uh, and I think it was because one other strike they had was Jason Segel is supposed to be like the conductor, like he writes the music for that show. But it's just a, a boring ass CSI esque crime show, so all the music music is like. Uh, 
Oh my god. Dun, I need to send you dun, guys this cross stitch I saw the other day. I could write that shit. And yes, Katie, please do. Okay, um, but yeah, Katie. that's my notes. That's all your notes? Literally all my notes. So, Maddie, I would like, did you like, you said you liked the show, right? Like, you thought it was a show. But I watched it this morning when I wasn't feeling 100%. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Mac, you go. All right. Uh, First things first, it felt like a really weird vibe for her mom to write the goodbye letter and then wax it shut. That feels like it should be in, like, in an envelope or something a little bit more professional. But I noticed that, like, yeah, that little letter that she left inside of the unicorn music box had a wax, like, ceilings keeping the paper closed together. And I was just standing over here like, that's, you, I don't, buying ceiling wax is like a thing. You have to go out and get that. I didn't notice. And for you to then be like... Hey, daughter, I'm leaving now. Uh, it, 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 and to, like, wax the letter. It, it just feels... That's if you're writing really a wax letter, step. it needs Theatrical. to be a... If, if you're writing a wax letter, it needs to be an invitation to some kind of themed event or joke. You cannot... There's no serious wax letters anymore! Unless you're a rich-ass motherfucker, there's no serious letters that are sealed with wax anymore! I mean, invitations can be like wedding invitations. People do that. Yeah, but that's, that's not yeah, a wedding invitation. Not, yeah, that's a that's very a mom saying, special thing. "Bye, bye, kid. I'm gone." I understand your point. Bye, bitch. <laughs> bye, Felicia. That is weird. <laughs> All right. Also, full disclosure: uh, Keith's a bad dad who shouldn't let his daughter into his business. I know sometimes he doesn't have a choice, but. She does get actively threatened later on in this season, specifically because he doesn't prevent her from joining. Yeah. She also gets actively threatened in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, more than once. He should not, like, Veronica should straight up not, look, I respect you, Veronica, but also, you are also a teenager. You should not be going after the people you are going after. She's like 16. Multiple murderers threaten your life. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. No. I know yeah. you're the only one taking all this shit seriously, but stick to finding dogs. Hmm. Uh, second thing, second. I don't know if you guys noticed this uh, This scene when Keith Mars came back from finding that bail jumper. Uh, the morning after, he pour- he makes himself a copy, takes one sip, and then dumps the entire thing out. I love those scenes. I just fucking love it. When they, like, go through the care of making something, and th- as if, like, the entire time they were making it, they forgot. And then the first sip they take, it's like, oh, yeah, this stuff is shit. Pour it out. Okay. That's a detail I missed. To me, it looked like he had an empty coffee cup, and he tried to drink from it, and it was empty. I didn't notice he this. Went, he filled it up again and it looked like he drank and it was still gross and empty. But I thought that was one of those actor things where you're given a coffee mug to pretend to drink out of and he was just really bad at it. The only thing that I can think of that could also compare is like uh briefly in the community episode, uh Joel is served like a hot dog in one of their weird criminal parody things, and then he gets served the hot dog, he looks down and he's like you can keep this. And then he just walks away from the cart just because it's a shitty hot dog. I love I love it when people go through an exorbitant amount of, uh, like, a decent amount of effort to get something, realize it's terrible, and then just immediately get rid of it. 
What a weird trope to me, really, like, to, like... Although I, I have those, it. too. I love when anyone is slow. Like, the sloths in Zootopia. Yeah, yeah. Or those snails in the Muppets. And recently, um... And, no, not Anne-Margaret. The woman who's the helper assistant on Grace and Frankie. Care, you know her? She walks with... Her. I think it's Anne Margaret, but she walks with her feet like this. It's so funny every time she shuffles anywhere and it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> like that I so Mac, I get it. Like weird specific things they do in movies and TV shows that like no one else thinks is funny and you're like, "I love this." All right. Uh next up, I'm going to I know I'm going to make one strike against her because Keith revealed that one of her favorite movies is the South Park movie, and that's one strike against yeah, her. Yeah, that is Agreed. pretty weird. Was that a joke? I thought that was a No. No. Didn't I seem think like this, it. Every, at this time, people were really into like South Park and Family Guy and shit. I and think I this like, is the ep- uh, this is around the episode when they compared homeless people to zombies. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah. South Park was always terrible. And it's just a couple of Broadway millionaires shouting at millennials to get off their lawn. I, South Park is, is shit. Maybe it was supposed to just be a pointed comment about how Veronica is a teenager. She, we just talked about how she's 16. I guess, yeah, yeah. we are all shitty at when we're teenagers. All right. Yeah. Uh, finally, does anybody else think it was a really weird song choice at the end to go with All You Need Is Love? Did they? They did. They did a weird soft cover of All You Need Is Love as the outro to this episode. Are you sure? I'm sure. That's a very expensive song. I know. I think they did a cover of it. I don't fuck. It it is All You Need Is Love. I'm 100% sure of that. But the themes of that song do not fit the themes of this episode at all. No. No. So if that's true, then I agree. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's my last note. Katie. We've covered actually most of them. Um, I really like her their apartment complex. I kind of love those Southern California, like, views surrounded by Butler with like a pool in the middle and stuff. I just really like them. We talked about it with Dexter and stuff, but um, doo, doo, doo. I like that Jake Kane made his money with streaming video. Yeah, <laughs> like. Aha! And I was watching he it invented... on Hulu, and it was very weird. Same. I yeah. was like, I'm literally watching this on streaming video, and honestly, I mean, YouTube didn't come around until 2005, right? So this is pre YouTube. So creating the software for streaming in 2004 absolutely would have made you a billionaire. And yeah. I thought it was interesting that they said when he sold the company, everyone made money including like the janitorial staff right or the secretary pool secretarial whatever. Yeah. yeah yeah and i thought that was kind of cool which um, is why he's beloved in the town yeah it's which like is, this i know i know i mean there's no there's no ethical billionaires but on the other hand it's kind of weird that he actually did it's like wow the myth of trickle-down economics that's really well, what's taking me out of this show it must have been <laughs> some sort of thing where if you got hired in like maybe you took a lower salary because you got shares in the company or whatever right oh, i yeah. i assume it was that but still i can't like, get shares of i i'm just a factor i'm just like on the assembly line and even i can buy our shares for less price interesting 
I have to. I think I have to like keep them for a certain amount of time, though. But you still have to pay for them. I do. Like, yeah, sometimes you, for companies I get, like that, I get a discount be, on buying our company stock. Yeah, like I'm out there now, some Elizabeth Holmes, and like a lot of people got shares because they thought that that company would be, you know, sold for so much money. So they they traded their labor for shares. Well, and yes, no money. But also money. Oh, also okay. money. But like that was one of the the things to entice them away from other companies. Was we know you're taking a pay cut, but we'll also give you shares. Okay. Anyway, um, with the aggressively 2004, I really hated those car wash outfits for these young girls. It was very 2004. Yeah, yeah, and. It just reminded me of like how we're now examining that period of time and going like, well, we were actually really shitty to women. Yeah, um, what ki- I I don't like the notion of the guy who's like, oh man, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna get my car washed by a bunch of scantily clad underage girls. And you know what? I'm I know it still happens, and it's just gross. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. Uh, I just I know we already talked about it, but this piness. <laughs> Of this phrase when she's talking about Lily Kane and she goes, well, everyone knows this story. The murder of Lily Kane. And then like pretends that like we as an audience all know the story. Like that kind of felt kind of cool because it was like, well, everyone knows this story, so I'm not going to get into it. And so that immediately is like, I don't know the story. You need to tell like get into it. You know, like yeah. it, it, it really builds up that. That's why there's a new kid in school. He's the audience POV. She explains things to him so that we would know. Yeah, I like it. I just liked it. Um, I've, I was watching the, the 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 teen party at Duncan's. No, Shelly Pomeroy's. And I was just like, did teens really have parties like this? And do they like all these rich houses and stuff? Katie, but I then I remembered, like, I definitely have been sports. to a couple of house parties and that were similar in vibes if not in the californianess and richness so yeah but i think i'm just so old now that i'm like do teens really do this <laughs> like <laughs> yes i know i'm just like i guess so um i really do like how much of a nerd her dad is i know that mac talked about how he's not a great dad and i do agree like he knows for a fact She's like doing these dangerous cases and the stuff, and is just kind of letting it happen anyway. And I I don't know, but I do really like him. I like that. I like it. It's something that they kind of bond over, and that out. I like that it shows the integrity of his character that he wasn't run out of this town and he decided to stay and still help people. You know, I just kind of like that and investigate. And that's true. And he's he's staying because he doesn't think. He's staying because he doesn't think the right person was arrested. And we know that that's correct. And so the fact that he's still investigating Lily Kane's murder and that we find out at the very end. Well, it's like kind of like we see how good Veronica is at this, but we don't really see like why her dad is the way he is or like his contribution or his value as a PI. Yeah. Well, I think he has to take, well, A, he has to take things that are out of state or out of the town because she has like school and stuff. But I think they kind of do establish he does have to take some cases 
so that they can make money. So like bail jumpers and stuff and stuff that might be more dangerous in his brain. And she handles the like lesser stuff, the stuff the lawyer knows he can kind of hand her and she can do things her own way. um, Keith is still a good investigator. Like we don't see that he's a good investigator for most of the episode. And like, we don't even really see it like at all, but then eventually we do eventually see later on in the series that he is really good at his job yeah like she had to get those those skills from somewhere and yeah i just really like him um inga makes me laugh every time i see her hair and i know that's kind of mean but also i really like her so i love her yeah she's so fun and uh commercial breaks are weird i just want to put that out there I know even streaming shows now put in a commercial break spot, even though there's no commercials. But yeah, this formula. this made it so obvious like when there were commercial breaks. Um, and my one last note is just Veronica at the very end literally lists off, you know, 13 questions. And they're all the questions we have, like that Carrie yeah. listed out earlier, basically. Because yeah. I thought it was funny. I was writing down all the questions, and at the very end, Veronica's just like, boom, 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 boom. So, as a we mystery... We're just as good as Veronica. We're just, yeah, we're, we're like, oh, this is weird, this the is weird, this is weird. same brain as Veronica. Yeah. Who did this? And, yeah. So, those are my notes. Carrie. Okay. Um, They spelled snitch wrong on Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure like i caught it at the very end like when right before she cut him down but they didn't have the teeth uh, plastic that's funny that's good um i love busta the dog i loved backup the dog um duncan what? looks like shane west uh, oh my the, god wow the names of stores in this town are really fun there's the sack and pack the convenience store then there's the suds and duds, which is the laundromat. <laughs> um, I don't get the reference to the seventh veil. I don't think. Like, I have an inkling, but. The I seventh don't. veil, there's a dance of the seven veils, right? That Salome does to, like, seduce is someone. Is, is that a Bible thing? This is yeah, like a Scheherazade level, <laughs> like uh, I, AP yeah. lit. Yeah. It is something yeah. in literature or the Bible or something. The Dance of Seven Veils is Salome's dance performed before King Herod in a modern... What? Yeah. Dance of the Seven Veils. It is an elaboration on the New Testament story of the Feast of Herod and the execution of John the Baptist. Okay. Sounds sick. We were just talking about truth. But the Dance of the Seven Veils originally or, originates... With the 1893 English translation of Oscar Wilde's French play Salome. So it wasn't established as the Dance of Seven Veils until Oscar Wilde. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that's a very deep cut. That is a very deep it. cut. <laughs> it's really deep. Okay, so you have the Sack and Pack, the Suds and Duds, and the Seventh Veil. And the Seventh Veil. Um, I do think you're right in that. Carrie, it's taking all the veils off, and when you take off the seventh veil, she's naked. Yeah. Um, there were multiple Wizards of Oz with the Wizard of Oz references in this. Yeah. Um, Don Lamb does the two about the wizard. You know, like, see the go see the wizard, and then um, Weevil says th- the thing about getting her little dog too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Weird. 
Somebody likes Wizard of Oz, I guess. that showed up to the sheriff's uh, station yeah. was very old. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like a super old looking fire truck. It looks truck. like the fire truck you think of when you're a kid. Vintage? Yes. <laughs> it's yes, not old, it's vintage. vintage. Yeah. Um, it really wasn't smart of Veronica to let Don Lamb know that she orchestrated the tape switch. Yeah. Like, yeah. She really shouldn't have done that. Revenge. Yeah. We've established she's a petty asshole. And yes. and he could be like power. tricked probably to be like, oh, she's just a teenager. She couldn't outwit me and like she can't have access to evidence. Or yeah. like, she's really showing her hand very early. Yes. It That's could true. be she might be confident that like his authority as a sheriff might be lessened now that one of his officers has been shown to have been complicit in at least a couple of crimes. She's still a teenager. She's 16. Literally, i that's the whole reason she's there. And you're like, Veronica, don't. Um, Veronica, stop. I literally whispered. I was like, Veronica. <laughs> and then the the father-daughter relationship with Keith and Veronica, like, they love each other so much. Like, their relationship is truly, like, the core of this show. We do the whole thing about be adorable, though. Family. It's all about family i liked i forgot that she said because when she first found out he lied to her she was a little hurt but she does say like i know he's doing it to protect me i know it's she basically says like there's going to be a reason she doesn't just fully drop all of her trust in him but she does kind of drop some of it yeah but i i do like that she's like on it enough to know like obviously he loves me we're a unit like and the fact that he's lying to me about this means there has to be a big reason yeah like you they know? are each other's person yeah yeah and that's really sweet i think that is my favorite part of the show yeah. almost like it's just it gets it gets you like in the heart yeah you know? right um, in the meat and that <laughs> yes that uh, heartbeat that that's that's all my notes so, Katie, why don't you give us the PBS? Well, it's 11 to 5-ish. Mm-hmm. I kind of counted her mom, but she doesn't yeah. have line. Like, she has a couple lines, but they're all in flashbacks. But but her yeah, mom is a big part of the story, so. Yeah, she counts. She can yeah. the name. I know. That's the thing. There's a lot of people who have, like, one line, but they have a name and a relationship with Veronica, like Billy the Firefighter, so. Yeah. I did kind of count them, but yeah, eleven and eleven to five, which is not fun. I feel like it gets better later in the series. I mean, just the addition of Mac alone, who's like Maddie, like she comes in. I think episode two or three. Not you, Mac, a character. I know. I we established (laughs) this early on. I know, I know, but you looked up, and I it was funny. (laughs) But yeah, with the woman, it was like (laughs) Inga, Celeste, Mrs. Murphy, the teacher. I guess. Yeah. So you're still a secretary, a teacher, a mom, Veronica, another mom, and another mom. Yeah. Mom and a mom. And all these. Widows. And a lot of dudes. Okay. So uh, many Maddie, bikers. Your... Yeah, a lot of bikers. Maddie, stabs and stars. Stabs. I, there wasn't really a mystery that was solved in this. Yeah, it was just kind of the oh. problem that she dealt with. Um, and it just showed how she did it. So 
I would say stabs maybe like a three, five, a five. Because she does do, I don't know, hijinksy detective things um, to show that she's like actually investigating. Um, and then stars, um, I'd probably go with uh, in a 7.5 to an 8. 7.75. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed kind of the kind of 2000s flashback. And um, I liked, yeah, the characters and the story was compelling. Cool. Mac? Uh, I'm pretty similar to Maddie. Uh, I gave it four stabs because, again, even though over the breadth of the seasons that I've watched, I would give it a much higher score because I do think she is an excellent detective. What is represented here is not necessarily detective work. It is uh, planned. It, it's honestly a better heist episode, if anything, just because she plans like to plant something inside of a room with a valuable she's trying to get and uses the right inside man to get there. A lot of pianists in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just some good pianists. And then there's some light blackmail with the whole notion of revealing that the sheriff's department is corrupt in a creepier way than anyone thought. That's not blackmail. That's just straight up like, look, bad. Bad. <laughs> I know it's it, it's look bad, but it's look bad with specific intent look to bad. either degrade somebody's case or, or, you know, so on and so forth. Also, they do use blackmail to prevent the biker gang from messing with Wallace further. Oh, that's true. So I'll say she is very resourceful. She is very smart. I did like everything that she did in this episode. Well, most things that she did in this episode. But as when it comes to her skills as a detective, just in the pilot, four stabs. I would give it eight stars, but it did remind me of the mid-2000s, which is not a time that I like to remember, so I gave it seven stars. Okay. Katie. Um, for the same reasons everyone said, I'm giving it five stars, or five stabs, asterisk, because she does do investigative work, but it doesn't get solved. And then I was going to give it, if I was giving it stars back then, it would be nine, but now I think it's eight, because... Just we know more now, and we know sometimes these jokes are not good, and you can tell a story without having all these elements in it that is still good. So yes, still eight stars. I love it. I'm probably gonna keep watching because I wanted to keep watching last night when I watched the first one. I wanted to keep watching. <laughs> I literally so I was like keep watching. I literally almost went for the second episode, but then I'm like, I don't want to get all my shit mixed up. What happens when? So yeah. Carrie. Okay. Um, I'm going to basically. For all of the reasons that we have all said, four stabs for um, the light detective work that she does in this. Like she does follow people and take pictures, and she kind of pretend she pretends to be Inga so she can find out whose license plate that is. Like there's some detective work that happens. So I'm gonna go four, um, and then I think eight stars because I this, this show is good. I really like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds good. Okay. I'll <laughs> accept that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I was like trying to, like, you guys have said everything already about, you know, like, what would make me rate it that yeah. way. 
Yeah. Um. All right. So that was Veronica Mars. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope people go and watch it um, and appreciate everything about it because it's good and fun. Um, next time, if you want to follow along with us and know what we're talking about and not have to take your headphones off like Maddie because you don't know everything, <laughs> we're going to be reading a comic book called Wicked Things, which is published in 2021. It's by writer John Allison and artist Max Sarin, and it should be available on Hoopla. So get a library card. You can you can buy the book. You could get the book from a library, a physical library and a physical book. You could get the digital version on Hoopla, which is a library thing. There are, there's a plethora of options. So that's what we're going to be doing. Don't get it on Amazon. Don't get it. No, Amazon's the devil. So, Harry, thank you unless for that really, succinct unless, explanation on how libraries work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Some welcome. kids don't know anymore. Yeah. Do you know that? We're not getting into it. We're not, We're not getting, getting into, into it. it. We're into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, We're going to anyway. talk about books next time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.